You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week, we take a look at Tales of the Jedi. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. Tales of the Jedi. Holy mackerel. It's jumped to the very front of our attention because Dave Filoni has done it again. What great storytelling this guy is capable of. It's unbelievable. It's very obvious when he's uh, in charge of something when it comes to Star Wars these days. Anyway, uh, as usual, if you haven't seen it yet, I know we're kind of following up real quick on this one <laughs> compared to our record lately, but um, if you haven't watched it, watch it because we're going to talk all about it and uh, we, we do spoilers. So on a reaction show, make sure, make sure you watch it. Make sure you have watched it because it is great. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Watch it again and again. Okay, Joe. Thanks. Um, all right, let's get, uh, in case you guys forgot, let's uh, re-familiarize you with who's at this table to the left of me. Uh, Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. Across the table for me is... Five Show Joe, unapologetic Star Wars fan and fellow podcaster. And to the right of me. Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hey, Chad. Hello. How you doing? I'd be better if... Tales of the Jedi didn't pull at so many of my heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Okay. Came in weepy. Why you got to make me cry, Dave? Why <laughs> you got to make a grown man cry? He's getting pretty good at that. He's really good oh, at it. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. And I am Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. So, Tales of the Jedi, uh, six episodes, short stories, uh, all about what 18 minutes or so each roughly i believe and every single one of them masterfully crafted by mr filoni he has come back to his roots and uh where he started with star wars and uh, everything he has learned has not gone to waste man this guy has made some amazing short films um we should just probably call it the ahsoka tano background I think. Uh, Slash story. Fall of Dooku? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those. So uh, six episodes. And uh, I don't know. We have, a, we have a cast of voice actors. We saw a few surprise characters, um, some recurring characters for those of us who are familiar mm. with uh, Clone Wars. Um, and we get to see some younger versions of some characters that we uh, hadn't seen before and see how they are all tied together. So... The very first episode, though, life and death, mm-hmm. right? Uh, baby Ahsoka is born, and we get to see just how she proved to everybody she is a force user. Mm-hmm. Man, 
a year? I think it was a year, right? A very powerful force. Yeah. Yep. A year old. uh, Apparently, where she comes from, they take their babies out on a hunt at a year old. Tradition. To face death. Yeah. Very interesting take on on that. Um, And, uh, of course, I mean... You know, the story speaks for itself. I mean, it's not very long, but it's very powerful. And we see uh, she gets taken by a huge, probably one of the scariest looking critters uh, that I've seen in in one of Filoni's things. I mean, I can't think of anything that looked more menacing than that saber tooth tiger. He also had to include the cuteness as well. Well, with, with Ahsoka? The, no, with the little doggos. Yeah. Oh, like the village yeah, elder yeah, had. Sure, sure. Yeah. I saw them and I was like, that's Filoni. Yeah. That's 100%. Yeah. Uh, so she gets carried off by the saber tooth tiger, even though her mother is fighting, you know, with everything she got. And uh, she uses the force on the big cat and ends up getting a piggyback ride home. Yeah. Which made it reminded me of Rebels, you know, because having that connection, being able to talk to the animal, you know, to connect with other creatures through the force and i'm it took me there right away i don't did that for you guys like you know when mm-hmm. ezra mm-hmm. i'm like oh man how good is that <laughs> yeah again reinforcing that whole idea that the force is is intertwines into everything so uh animals being part of that equation and how that can affect the force can affect them and, and be able to c- connect with them so what's up joe you oh. look like you got something to say <laughs> no i was just gonna say also too i mean we were just saying how you know, Filoni tugging on the strings, how you could tell, you know, he was involved in this, but even how much every show that comes out, how the animation is just upped. And even like the B-roll of the village in the forest, it looked like we were watching a live action movie. It was that good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, the quality of the the animation has gone up. I mean, it still keeps that same style mm-hmm. uh, that we're used to seeing from Clone Wars, but for some, if they've managed to make it look even better. Yeah. Um, adding more subtle details that just add the way everything moves. It's just that the quality of the animation is for sure much, much better than we, we've seen at the very beginning of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So. Um, was there anybody of note that did any voice acting for the first episode? Uh, no, not for the first one um i don't okay. think there's anybody that i that i would point out was vanessa marshall the mom um I, maybe not i might have read something else oh that's great i go to the credits and they got nothing what oh yeah they have not updated this page at all so you're gonna have to get that up but let me see if i can find it now <clears throat> so i did find it interesting that the very first episode we see um, Ahsoka's beginning, um, and I can't help but think if he's doing this because of the Ahsoka show that w- the live action that will be coming next year. Yeah, I believe spring. Yep. Um, is it, it? It feels like it's almost a primer to that show. You know, like it, we're getting some more background on Ahsoka. We're getting to see uh, fleshing out her character. Um, giving her pretty much the uh, like Luke and Leia treatment as far as you know the full history of their birth and their life, and I mean the only thing we have left to see is how she's going to exit the Star Wars universe at some point. But hopefully that won't be uh, anytime soon. I hope they don't have that planned yet. Yeah, one one thing that's kind of interesting is this in, this episode 
life and death kind of mirrors the uh, Clone Wars uh, series finale. That episode was victory and death. I don't know if that's just a little nice tie-in or, but I thought it was cool. Could be. I don't know. Um, no, I mean they aren't really. I'm, I brought up the credits now. They're they're credited for four voice actors, and I don't know any of them. Well, who are they? Tox, um, Tox Ogundoy, who plays Gantika. Suni Malhotra plays Nakil. Janine Givanker um, plays Pavi T. And then Nashir Dali plays the villager. Those are the three. So, yeah. No, nobody that I know of. Well, Jania Vonnecker, if I'm saying it right, she's. Vonnecker. Uh, Iden Verso. In the game, she was the actress in uh, True Blood. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. There you she's go. been on set many a times because one of her good friends is a makeup artist and prospect. So people saw her on the on the set of uh, Mandalorian thinking, oh, she's in the show now. As Iden Verso, the, the aged uh, from the Battlefront game. And that would be the mom. Yeah. Pav, Pav T. Okay. Ahsoka's mom. That's cool. I did, yeah, that's the one. Um, I knew her, her voice sounded familiar, so I didn't know if it was a Vanessa Marshall kind of. Oh, that's why, yeah, doctor yeah. in her voice, but um, no, that's it. I mean, for 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 such a short one, the other part that I really enjoyed about that is how they're teaching the life and death, and why they called it life. You know, mm-hmm. after you know she made Ahsoka watch, you know, as they're gonna be grateful. It was very cool because it went back to being grateful for their for where they're getting their you know their food from and the earth and it, it was all like the whole life and death and i don't know it's just really good for 18 minutes <laughs> very avatar-y it had that vibe to it because of that but then you go back it's more uh, i always go back when i see things like that i think about more of like native american mm-hmm. type heritage because it was very much being one with the world that you're in and respecting it and understanding when you take from it and that that is a cycle of life and death mm-hmm. and whenever you go back to that it's like very primal for me and i just it's really cool yeah i really connect with that Mm -hmm. that's that's what i was gonna bring up actually so um yeah watching that that is her background maybe not necessarily taught because they do go as you know little little ones to the jedi temple but to know that um her people and and it's like in her dna to be respectful of life and uh you know, just conscious about that, which is not something that I feel gets taught very much, but it's, it, it was gratifying to see that for sure be part of the Ahsoka DNA as it were. So, um, but the, the way that the entire, the entire story or the, you know, the short film got was told and, uh, just the feel for the entire thing is, is very good. It's, it's hard to explain. You have to sit there and watch it, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and if you have, uh, you know, hope you enjoyed it because we we certainly did. I, yep. uh, I'm pretty sure we all unanimously enjoyed every single one of these short films. Oh, yeah. so. Yep. Oh, I was I, I was just gonna say, having that one moment also helps you know project out into recognizing, and you see that one theme of the life and <clears throat> sorry, respecting life is played out through the entirety of the character that we know, and all the way to to the latest that we've gotten. And I just I love I love when they do that when they tell you you know you have a strong moral code and then when they actually show you these are the things that develop that and for me that is always powerful so I just want to say that strong moral code mm-hmm. yep uh, next episode 
I don't remember the title of this. Justice. Justice. Oh, this is the With Doku. Uh, the and younger you, Dooku and the even younger Padawan Qui Gon. Padawan Qui Gon. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> very little facial hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah <right. laughs> On guys we're used to seeing facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So at first I wasn't entirely sure until uh, Dooku started talking and, and yep. you know for. I mean, if you don't know this stuff, um, if you're not a, I feel like if you're not a rabid Star Wars fan, it's not immediately obvious to uh, the viewer who those two were, you know, other than than Jedi. And the usual interaction that we have starting to get pretty accustomed to when we see a Jedi Master and their Padawan and the type of uh, conversation that, that happens between them, you know, the back and forth and the always trying to teach the Padawan in every situation, you know, what's going on. Uh, but strong moral code plays into this. Actually, now that you brought that up, it kind of plays into the entire run of uh, the series. Mm -hmm. This one, though, um, we see how a strong moral code can be twisted and uh, change into something not so great. Mm -hmm. So, and we see, we see the beginnings of this in, you know, this episode. Um, Dooku and... Qui-Gon are sent to retrieve a senator's son or see at least what's going on with it. And they arrive at a village that is just in squalor. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone looks like they're malnourished. There's not a smiley face in the place. Um, and, you know, even though they're, the villagers seem hostile when they, they come up, it's the fact that they remain calm, which is strange to see Dooku do because we are, you know, used to seeing him just yeah. wipe the floor with everybody mm -hmm. at the point when we are introduced to him in the, in the uh, prequel trilogy. Uh, but explain to them that he is, they're not there to do anything. They're there to just, you know, fix the situation and, and resolve it peacefully, you know, not not hack anybody up or anything like that. But he does put the lightsaber on the table when he should, says we're here to negotiate, you know, which is such mm -hmm. a typical thing that we've seen have been and, and learned about how Jedi used to negotiate. It's like, we have a lightsaber. We're not gonna use it right now, but we are gonna remind you. Yeah. It is here. <laughs> there is power that you're talking to. Very so. famous Anakin quote. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I like aggressive negotiation. Well, yep. that, yeah, that's when they have to yep. light yep. that light up the yep. spark up that lightsaber. Yep. Um, but that was fun to see that 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 little detail has not gotten lost. Yep. Um, that it's <laughs> it was still there. It did make me chuckle when I oh yeah when he uh, put his lightsaber on the table like that. And uh, you know, and because of that, they are shown where the senator's son is. And then you see the conversation of the senator's son. And the senator's son was i don't know i didn't catch the name i don't remember if it have if there's any if it's a senator of note if is it if no. it's no. any characters that play any type of anything later on down the road or any of the live action stuff no nothing no like that. It, the senator is uh senator dag dagonet dagonet yeah dagonet so nobody nobody that i know of yeah nobody at all nothing that's yep. chad you either okay just check it. I'm just, I'm just really, yeah. you know, cause Dave, obviously he, he's Easter the eggs. master, he's the master of intertwining all this yeah. stuff together. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if he'd be 
the type. I he would be the type to pull some yeah. very obscure senator that was mentioned once and make him the center of the story. You <laughs> yeah. know what I, mean? I was going to say he was like in season three of the Clone Wars and like episode six somewhere in the background at lunch. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that so, kind of thing. What somebody out there right now is looking, combing, and they're going to wind up. You're going to wind up seeing a meme or, or a picture of like. Senator Duggan out with a little circle like in the background of the screen like you know you're going to have Obi-Wan and, and somebody else and like there he is right there and Obi-Wan and Anakin there he is or, right or there maybe it'll be his son Sunday. Yeah, there we yeah, go there we go like, like Rex in the Return of the Jedi yeah like he's right. way yeah. over there exactly. yeah yeah like he's the, he's the old guy right here yeah I old mean, guy I with the beard has got to be Rex got to be Rex yeah so um, and then uh, they find themselves on the opposite side of a senator mm-hmm. when said senator shows up with soldiers and uh, unlike the Jedi, just, you know, hey, get out of my way or I'm going to start blasting you. Doesn't even want to talk about it. Um, which leaves Dooku in an interesting yeah. place. Yeah. Um, which was weird for it to, for him or for me, it was weird for me to see him be in a place where he is unsure as to what to do because he's trying to do the right thing. Well, the right Which, the right thing, you know, to him is this is kind of the crux of it, right? It's like, what is the right thing? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, trying to figure out what should he do. What is the right thing? You know, there the accusations of of uh, Jedi just being the Senate's puppets. Yeah, gets thrown mm-hmm. at him, and he starts wondering if that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, very subtle things um, that are done through the animation, but you can see that it is affecting his thought pattern. They did so good between all three of Dooku's episodes at showing what kind of built his fall. And as an audience member, kind of knowing, you know, he aligned the Confederate of Independent Systems because they were so jaded from the Republic for the reasons that these first two episodes show. Mm -hmm. But as you see him living through it, you're like, he's not wrong. He's totally right. Like the Confederate, they should have a Confederate of Independent Systems from the Republic because they do have senators like this. Like he's not wrong. But. And so I'm also, side note, I've been playing through Knights of the Old Republic, which is about the Jedi Council being kind of inept and too hardline to the rules to not take action. Mm-hmm. And you see, I saw, I see that repeated in Dooku's arc as well, especially in the second episode with Mace Windu, because oh, he's yeah. like, we have to follow the council. We have to go back to the council. We have to heed their judgment. And Dooku's like, no, we know exactly what we need to do. We have the tools to do it. We just need to do it. But that's against the council's favor and their their rigid rules. And I think that kind of leads to the, you know, Yoda's later talk of the hubris the Jedi had that was their downfall. And so, like, had they not had that hubris, they probably wouldn't have lost Dooku. They wouldn't have lost so many other Jedi. And, yeah, it's, it's just it, it made me a fan of Dooku up until the very end. I was like, you know, I, I really feel for him and I understand where he's coming from. And it, it made me question my own morality and ethics. Cause I'm like, you need to help those people that are struggling in these two episodes. But if, you know, if I was a Jedi, I'd, I'd be wrong. Well, and, and I think that's what makes it so brilliant when you have that, that character who, when we're with Dooku, we're introduced and he's this great evil, like he's just a bad guy. We got to go get him. And then now we pull back and we always, you know, they hint at he's, he's my old master with Qui-Gon and you're like, man, how, and the same thing, it plays into how, how Anakin fell too. You, you, you look at the fall and then once you understand and you see how they turned, it makes them infinitely more uh, sympathetic because that's the way I felt for Dooku. I'm like, oh man, exactly like you. You watch the fall, and but you're 
you're looking at it going that i i we could all fall we could all do that same route because we see the errors of the people in the system that we believe in and then what happens when you see the problems with it and then nobody seems like they want to help and and it just becomes a you know it can become a snowball of of how you go down that path and then having like palpatine come in there and they start pushing the buttons to help push 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 and it was just great to see that yeah yeah, because we've seen said plenty of times how certain characters mirror each other uh, for the dark side and the good side. Obi-Wan and Maul is a good example. But you actually see how Qui-Gon took to the teachings of Dooku and because they were a mirror of each other, just, you know, the one fell to the dark and one, as reckless as he was, still was with a council. You know, well, he wasn't part of the council, but, you know, still stayed on the light. So it's nice seeing that, you know, point-counterpoint you know, similar characters, and I, I, I love like this. This show made me a bigger fan of Dooku than before. Mm-hmm. And even though he, I was watching, I'm like, he's very Hans Hansa Gruber ish. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> the look and the voice, but I thought it was cool. And we're uh, I only watched it once uh, so far. So they were investigating a murdered Jedi. In the second one, that's the next one. Yeah, oh, that's right. The next one, yeah. No, the second one. Uh, yeah, and we also see um, when when that senator shows up. Going back to the actual episode now, uh, when the senator does open fire, you know everyone's firing. They're they're uh, Dooku and, and Qui Gon are you know blocking what they can. Uh, some of the people get shot. Some of the soldiers get shot, and finally Dooku has enough and just you know force grabs dude's throat. Mm-hmm. You know, which is clearly a, a dark side maneuver. If uh, anybody's keeping track of that stuff anymore um (laughs) and uh he's ready to just execute the guy right then and there but you know you can see you see that anger build up in his face but it's it's subtle but very obvious that it's anger Mm -hmm. when they're not supposed to be having those types of feelings so i still i feel like there's a little bit more um ahead of this that that somebody interjected with Dooku and started started him down the path, even though he could see the things that were wrong, he was trying to fix them the incorrect way. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I don't have the same kind of empathy you guys are having for him. There's still you can see what's wrong and pick a better way to do things instead of the way that he chose to go with it, which was not the right way to fix anything. Mm-hmm. That's not how you fix it. Um. But he was being directly manipulated by the empire emperor too, as we come to find out. So anyway, um, but he has to be when he's about to execute the the senator. The senator's son comes out. Oh, uh, Qui Gon! I keep wanting to call him Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, Qui Gon comes out, and between the both of them, they they talk Dooku down, let him go, and uh, the senator's son says he's going to do everything he can to make sure that this whole situation gets fixed you know, without killing anybody. Yep. Which is what, where the mistake that Dooku was going in. He was about to kill the guy. Uh, so, um, I don't know if anything else stands out from that. Do we have the same voice actors for Dooku that we did in the, uh, he was in Clone Wars, was he not? He was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's Corey, Corey Burton. Corey yeah. Burton, yep. Okay. Corey Burton was Dooku. Um, Michael Richardson was Qui-Gon. Uh, Mark Ralston was the senator. Uh, Josh Keaton was the senator's son, and Vanessa Marshall was that village elder, the one that mm. Dooku communicated with. Yeah, talked to directly. 
treated yeah. with at yeah. first. Yeah. 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 And again, you know, we're, we're kind of glossing over the, I mean, we're going over the storyline real quick, but again, as in all the episodes, graphics were amazing. The animation was amazing. Um, I mean, the bar has been set so high for all this stuff and I don't, I don't, it, it hasn't fallen down. It no. keeps getting, going higher and higher, I think. so. Yeah, they draw you in to that specific story that they're telling per episode instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're doing a great job with that, with how they do the opening scene, then the op- logo, then back to the story. Yeah. You know, kind of similar to like a Mandalorian or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, yeah. it's... It's a good formula yeah. for that. You get pulled in and then they get like, okay, here we are. They tell you the title and then they move in. Yeah. yeah it doesn't take, yeah. yeah. And they don't take you out of it for too long. It's pretty quick. So, yeah. Which is good. Um, Cause they don't have a lot of time. Yeah. No. So. Um, anyway, and that kind of wraps up that episode. So we see the beginnings of Dooku and probably, I guess probably the, one of the key moments of the beginning of uh, his, his path down the wrong path side yeah. of the force or the dark side of the force. Um, and we move on to episode three, which as you guys were just stating, it's Dooku again. Uh, but this time he's paired up with uh, mace. Um, some facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. He was grown. Yeah. He was growing the beard. <laughs> he was growing. Getting a little extra, extra yep. light gray. And, uh, but I do believe at the beginning of this, we see him talking to Qui-Gon. Do we not? Is that what happened in this episode? Because I know at one point he was talking to Qui-Gon, or was that... No, no, no. That's the that beginning was, of the next one. That was the beginning one. of the third one. That's yeah. right. That's right. Oop. Um, so anyway, uh, what, what's the uh, title of this? Choices. Uh, ah, right. Exactly. Which is very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All the, all the titles have been pretty dead and on. First of all, I thought this was going to be like three episodes of Soka, three episodes of Dooku. Yeah, but, me too. But yeah. seeing how it's all one continuous timeline... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just a little happy surprise, little minor something, but well, yeah. I mean, when when it went from that, and then exactly, you go from the first one being Ahsoka, then it went to Duke, and I'm like, oh, what are we gonna do? A hop back and forth, back and forth. Then I went to Duke again. I'm like, what? And then then it makes sense at the end. It, for, for, it yeah. flows very well. Yeah, yeah. If for anybody who's like midway through and you're wondering what, yeah, just it'll make sense at the very end. I didn't even give it a thought. I expected it to be... I didn't even think it was going to all tie together, honestly, when they for, it was first coming out, when they announced that he was doing this. I thought it was just going to be... Well, they said anthology. Yeah, so you're like, okay. Different Jedi doing different things that were going to just be cool to see, you know, short stories. But I didn't realize he was going to weave it all together into one, one uh, interconnected story, which... <laughs> silly me. <laughs> not taking into account it's Filoni in yeah. charge, so... Anyway, all right, so uh, choices. Um, Dooku and Mace Windu now. We get to see uh, you know, Mace at some of the height of his power um, again, which is always fun to see because you know, we didn't get to see a whole lot of that in the actual live action stuff. And not yet a master. Yep. Yeah. And not on the council. No, he was master. No, yeah, they're both masters. masters that just yeah, not, on, not on the council. council. Yeah. yeah. Not on the council. And we exactly. see why he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they're heading off to find out why a Jedi had been killed and how and all that stuff. So they were going to retrieve the body and only retrieve the body Mm -hmm. per Mace Windu, per the council. Mm -hmm. But Dooku, being the much smarter person that he is, said, was basically like, we're Jedi, we investigate and we should find out why one of our own were killed. But 
apparently that's evil. That's, that's the bad thing to do because that was not what the Jedi council said. Um, and apparently that's, you know, the rogueness that kept Dooku from being a Jedi council member. And that's the rule stickler that led to Mace Windu getting a council seat. And anybody else see the whole Anakin tie there when Anakin was like, it's a per purview to investigate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, anyone, anyone catch that too? Yeah. I mean, it, all the similar threads between Dooku and then Mace and his battle with, with the Jedi council. I'm like, Oh, it's like Anakin with his battle with the same kind of arguments back and forth of like, we have the level we should be on the council, but we're not because of some arbitrary rule that we don't agree with. Same kind or the attitude, like mm. you're a rebel or you're too outside of the norm and we're not going to let you in because of that. So I, I see that as like, okay. Like security and bodyguard is way below Jedi. What a Jedi should be doing. Yeah, so Anakin's argument with investigating who was coming after Padme, and this is kind of the same thing. It's like, dude, we got to figure out who did this. It's, it goes with our, our calling. It should be, or at least it should be. So that leaves the question, if the Jedi Council had actually been behind that kind of system, do you think they would have had any any fall from no. grace no i don't think so because then it would have been i mean chad brought it up about the jedi council being too rigid and all that and it makes that argument like if they weren't as rigid and so stuck in their way and so high and hubris like yoda says how much of this would have changed like how many people wouldn't have fallen how many people would have still been and how different the whole thing would have been mm-hmm. it's like crazy to start when you start thinking about that yeah it, it, is, it goes into a deep moral thought process of like what what if what if what if and now Palpatine saw it as the arrogance of the Jedi mm-hmm. yeah yep so good <laughs> so if they did go out and do the investigation there'd be a lot more paperwork right they'd have to come back do a lot of paperwork, <laughs> yeah. explain yeah. the incredible amount of paperwork like, when you, you would know about that Chad right yeah. like oh yeah. I gotta and they used force oh an insane amount of paperwork <laughs> I hope their body cameras were on <laughs> exactly but that's that's exactly my point though that's probably what it would have had to have become and then it would be well this is ridiculous why do we have to talk I think in when it comes down to it they would have found something to want to rebel against because they didn't they thought it would be a waste of time I think when it comes down to it, they just are like that. They're going to find the thing that they don't like that's inconvenient. They want to do it their way, regardless of whether it makes sense or not. I certainly think you'd still have the fall of Dooku just because his issues were with the Republic and his position on the Jedi. Even if he was a Jedi Mm -hmm. Council member, wouldn't have changed his thoughts towards them. So I still think you'd have his fall regardless. You know, and and I I can see that point of view. The other point thing that I find very um, interesting too, again, connecting back to Anakin, they were like looking for order. Like it was their whole thing. Like we want order in the galaxy. There's no order, which always then plays against the the Jedi council. Like I said, you can really start tearing away at it. They're saying we need order in the galaxy, but yet they're fighting against the order of the galaxy, which is the Jedi order. And it's just kind of crazy when you start, you know, doing that little circular Mm -hmm. thing. But I don't know. Now that you say that though, Derek, about they would, find a thing to fight against looking at the characters yeah maybe maybe it would have been they would have just found their thing to be like no that is wrong and they would have just driven through that and used that well that's the the flaw in their character personality some of it's a little narcissistic and some of it's a little sociopathic it's they know better than others mm-hmm. why yep. don't they just listen to me and do it my way mm-hmm. no you're right I, mm-hmm. so yeah 
Anyway, um, they get down there. Yeah, and Dooku, you know, headlong goes on to the into the investigation, even though Mace is uh, telling them that we need to go back and talk to the council because senators are involved. Da da da. And uh, when they get taken to the place, Dooku asks to get taken to the place to show them where the ambush happened, where the Jedi was was killed, and uh, they figure out pretty quickly. When they started looking at the battle scene, I was like, oh, they're going to find out exactly oh, what yeah. happened he real, real fast. Yeah. Where was he shot yeah. from? Over there. But there's no blast marks on your ship. And obviously from the blaster marks here, they were shot from the ship. And you're just like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> they got gotcha. you. Yep. Yep. Then the fight ensues and all the soldiers die. <laughs> Everybody dies except for that one guy. The senator goes running. He says, I'm sorry. They shoot him in the back. Senator's dead now. Yep. Jedi failed in protecting him. You know, and this is this is where what generally happens. And they show what keeps happening. When Dooku takes the reins, there is loss of life. Mm-hmm. People die because he's not following the procedure. The procedures were put there for a purpose to try and keep preserve life. And, uh, because he keeps thinking he knows better, people around him keep dying, and that's a problem. So anyway, Mason Dooku whip out their lightsabers and you know protect themselves, uh, knock a few of those guys down. Um, it is and, cool seeing Dooku in a blue lightsaber. I don't know, just little things. It's just like so cool. I and de- it's, I definitely noticed that that he had the blue lightsaber, mm-hmm. which was again for for what? What is the blue? The color blue for? Isn't again? it more the peace? <sighs> yeah, Jedi. Consulars, which are the aggressive Jedi, which are more skillful with a blade and a lightsaber, which is why Anakin also uses blue. Okay. And I, I, or no, Jedi Guardian, yeah. Yeah. Consular's green. And that's the more force wielding, more, more adept with the force. Okay. Yeah, those colors do matter or do mean, mean things too. So, um, and I'm sure that's a long list you could find online. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head, clearly. Yellow Sentinel, they're good at both, and that's really it. Oh, okay. What about the purple one? Purple is specific to Mace Windu. It's because Sam Jackson wanted it. <laughs> it's just a... True. Yeah. Bad MFR is what the purple's for. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Engraved on the hilt. Yep. All right. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Let, the, me, uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. In the episode, the episode ends with Mace talking to one of the rebels in his cell because he had he had told um du- or i'm sorry duke is talking to him and he had told duku why they had rebelled so this is two episodes in a, in a row where he'd encountered these people who were the bad guys and he's understands you know their gripes their issues with the galaxy because again their gripe was you know the senator's getting rich fat on coruscant and draining our planet was the choice for duku in this episode to investigate the crime or was this the choice of him finally reaching out to Sidious after after he hears this? Is this the choice of him making his choice to to downfall? It looks like it. Beginning of the Separatists. Because when the episode started, I was like, "Oh, choices." Mm, he's going to choose to go against the Jedi Council and investigate this crime. And then when the episode's in, I'm like, "No, I think the choice in this episode is he's." He's he's either already been contacted and that little voice is in the back of his head from Sidious or he's made the decision to seek someone like him out. I think for him, the choice might have been to... to the, I think the voice was already there. Mm-hmm. The fact that his anger was sparked in the previous episode and then 
reaffirmation of you know the things that he's being told that people in the Senate are doing incorrectly, which by the way are probably being completely manipulated by Palpatine mm-hmm. into doing those exact things that he's using to to uh, manipulate Dooku into following him and go to the dark side. Yeah, I'd love to know how Dooku and Sidious met up too. Yeah, because definitely, I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head because. You know, jumping just a little bit, the big, the first scene of the next episode. I mean, he's clearly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's already been doing it for a while. Yep. So anyway, um, but yeah, it ends up with uh, Dooku congratulating Mace on apparently going to become part of the the council, and then he asks him point blank, like, did he know that was going to happen before they went on their mission? Is that why he kept saying they need to go back to the council? And he's like, I. Like this, and Mace was like, "Nope, this is as surprise to me as it is to you. I had no idea that that's what was going to happen." We went, was, but perhaps it has something to do with the fact that you don't trust in the council as to why you're not on the council. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was some friction there. You know, probably about as as much friction as you're going to see between two Jedi who are being civil to each other as you're mm-hmm. going to get. And again, another call back to Phantom Menace when Obi-Wan says if you if you obeyed the council you'd be on the council of master you know mm-hmm. so things mirroring each other mm-hmm. yep and it's just cool seeing Dooku and Mace side by side still too I mean yeah that was kind of cool to watch yeah, yeah well I mean but every single thing that they put on here was cool I thought for yeah every episode, I agree so oh absolutely all that background stuff was great uh, and again you know masterfully interwoven with stuff that we already know from all the live action movies you know the or the, the prequel and the original uh trilogy so and mostly has to do with the, the prequel really the prequel movies not the trilogy mm-hmm. so much um if at all actually yeah. other than anakin but no darth vader or anything in this so all prequel stuff inter, inter, oh, yeah. intertwined so and added background and just more to the fabric of the Star Wars universe, which is in some great, great weaving. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, uh, episode four. Oh, who and and uh, Mace Windu? I take it the voice acting for Mace is the same. Yeah. Uh, actor Terrence T C uh, Carson. Yep. Uh, See so yeah, you then. Uh, did you guys catch Catherine D in there? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was uh, Brian George, Andrew Kishano played a guard. Let's see, uh, Corey Burn again for Dooku. Um, Theo Rossi played the senator. That's really anybody. Yeah. All right. Oh, they did show the uh, the funeral that mm-hmm. they had for the Jedi. Also, that they brought brought back. Yeah. You notice Kiati Mundi because he's the only one with a giant hood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I just aged myself. The Conehead reference, kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, um, episode four, right? What was the title of episode four? The Sith Lord. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I planned on just watching three, go off, do something else, then watch three later. No. No, no that did not happen no. at all. Six in a row. Yep. I, I did break it up into two different <laughs> sessions. I couldn't. I couldn't sit there and watch it all at once. I had to, I had life stuff to do. <laughs> so anyway, um, Sith Lord. Yeah, it opens up with uh, us. It's this is where he's, he's talking to Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And they are talking about the... Qui-Gon ran into a Sith Lord on Tatooine. A warrior. That was, that was a, a warrior. Sith warrior. Yeah. He was a warrior. Trained in the way of the Sith. Which is... Or the Force. For those who don't remember, that's Darth Maul from Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So now we're definitely clearly placed in the prequel twi- uh, timeline. We see that this is after the events that happened on Tatooine. The council meeting. Where they fight Maul. The can- yes, all that stuff. Um so we see that at that point in time, Dooku is still in the Jedi. He's still on the Jedi uh, order. He's not out of it. He's still in there, uh, still walking the, the halls freely, doing, doing well, Jedi stuff. Well, we see the Cypher DS and they, you know, we go back to the library. Yeah, mm-hmm. the library. And then we, we see exactly, even though we... In the prequels, we pretty much figure it's, mm-hmm. it's him, but now we you know we know it's him that erased all the Camino all the Camino records, which mm-hmm. I thought was like oh, okay, cool. Like I'm I'm glad we we got confirmation of that yeah, and it the definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I was I had the feeling that's where I was heading when you see him walking through the Jedi Library. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you can remember the couple times we saw it in live action. And no, and in in Clone Wars too, mm-hmm. yeah, Jedi Library showed up a few times. Soka spent some time in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, the, just the beautiful <laughs> animation of the an, the illuminated files and all that. Just uh, it's just awesome. Anytime you see anything Coruscant, Jedi Temple, and you see stuff we haven't seen before in seven seasons of Clone Wars, and just I don't know, it always amazes me. Also, the outside shot of the Jedi Temple, too, at the very beginning of the episode was really cool. And then the music, we haven't really talked about, but in this episode, it really plays in. It really Mm -hmm. ties in this episode. It really pulls everything in, and Mm -hmm. it was just great, very moving through the entirety of it because you understand what's going on. You you get that that, that ominous kind of tone. You're like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, Kevin Kiner, top of his game, which is saying a lot. He composed all of Clone Wars and Rebels. And this too. And this too. Um, so yeah, so seeing Dooku actually go in and be the one that deletes the Kamino information out of the Jedi uh, library was cool to see, I thought anyways. And uh, then he uh, talks to Qui-Gon. They talk about, you know, the Sith, whatever Lord gets brought up, talks to Qui-Gon. We see him. And what we're used to is how we're used to seeing him when we first were introduced to him, you know, with the long hair, the beard, the, the Leslie, uh, wait, Liam, 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 Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson. Sorry. Leslie I, was, Nielsen? I was, I was combining his first and last name. I always do that with him. I always combine his first and last name for some reason. Uh, I don't know why. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. yeah. Right. Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was, was it voice acted by him? Right. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like dead on. If it wasn't him, it sounded dead on. Yeah, it him, was. So. It was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured as much. Um, so he, you know, he came back in and, and did that, which is cool. I do like it when that, when the actors are still around to more, to please. To do that. Mm-hmm. More exactly. More. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that would be, I mean, we were excited about seeing an Obi-Wan show, but I think a Qui-Gon show would be mm-hmm. Oh, man, awesome if we too. ever got a Qui-Gon show, holy crap. With a, with a boy, like a little boy little baby Obi-Wan or something. I don't know. With a young, young, youngling Obi-Wan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, all right. So getting sidetracked. Anyway, but it was, it was, uh, it was great to see that. And then also we see Yaddle. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. someone who we saw once in the prequels and then never again has been a joke ever since. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I wonder how how much people are going to want to joke now. And you know yeah. what? Yaddle is a badass. Oh <laughs> my god! Right? Oh man, so good. And you always you would hope after the after the prequels we saw how Yoda, you know, how much of a badass he was in there. And I'm like, I bet Yaddle is going to be the same way. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So and speaking of voice acting. No idea. Someone was like, no. I, they, okay. I was so, being told I was going to be really surprised. I didn't even look into it. The voice didn't sound familiar to me. Okay. So, so if, this, if this name means nothing to me, you guys are going to feel Well, if you so. follow this person on Twitter. Well, okay. You're going to know. Follow no, anybody on Twitter. Yeah, I don't yeah, have no. Twitter. It's Twitter. You're a tweet. Okay. Twitter doesn't matter. So Twitter's, the voice. Twitter's oh, fake. Yeah, yeah. So the voice of uh, uh, Beattle is Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh. Mm. Very both, cool. Both Chad and Derek didn't know that. Me and Joe knew they're coming in. So yeah, I'm gonna have to re-listen to it and see if I can hear. You it. hear it. You hear Once her. You know, yeah. You hear it. Oh yeah, you hear it come through. Did not yep. sound at all familiar, yep. at all. It, so it, very cool though, right? Yeah. yeah. She, I, that's awesome. share, she shared on her Instagram and Twitter, but just how excited it was to voice voice her and yeah. be behind the microphone. Which again, like when you know the history of Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. you would you will know why that is cool. Like the edit high into making it oh, so yeah. cool. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that is super cool. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Told you. Yeah, I know cool. you'd be like, oh yep. sweet. Felona keeping the team together. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. one way or another. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's doing it yet. No, that's awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And and uh you know we get we see that she is very concerned after uh, Duke walks away. So we we can tell that she she knows something's up. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah the base the rest of the story is basically just uh Duke. there's the sad part goes he gets in his ship she and she's following yaddle's on his tail because she is definitely sensing something's off well and that was right after like chad said where he's just standing by the tree by the tree and that 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 scene hurt when he's reminiscing about koi-gon and koi-gon's dad because we jumped to that yeah we jumped from him meeting them to the point of after what happened on naboo Mm -hmm. yeah because she's telling him everyone's leaving to naboo for the funeral tonight and he's like i can't go yeah. If if I have to move on, I have to let Koygon die. Well, and you know, it goes back to the beginning too when he mentions after talking to Qui-Gon and he's talking to Yaddle and he goes, Man, they grow like they grow so fast, which you look at that kind of what I looked at as a father son mm-hmm. relationship. And then for hundred percent. And then and then going back to that with after, you know, um Yaddle goes, You blame the council? And to me, like when I saw them like there was the last nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. for him like all the things he did like that was like no going back and 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 it plays out into the rest of the episode of uh, the uh this yeah. episode yeah. i definitely saw through the three episodes for dooku that him at least well the first episode because he's not really in the second but i saw that they had a very father-son relationship especially in the first one when he tosses him aside and does the force choke i'm like that's just a dad losing patience with his child and then at the end, he you know he apologizes. You know I'm not as patient as you. You're a greater person than me. Like very father son. And then in this one, when he's talking to him, and he's like, you know, I can't be there to protect you. And he says, don't don't worry, I have Obi Wan now. And another great throwaway line from the episode. He's like, oh, I you know I'd love to meet him someday, mm-hmm. which sadly he doesn't get to until Attack of the Clones. Um, but then he's standing at the tree reminiscing, and I'm just like, I'm in full tear mode at this point as a as a new dad. Like that's a father. Who's like, you know, no, no dad should ever see the death of their own son. And every Jedi and their Padawan have their own relationship because obviously Obi-Wan and Anakin's is more of the brotherhood. 
but definitely Dooku and Qui-Gon was father and son, and he absolutely blames the council, and that was, like Udi said, that was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I don't know how deep this goes in the canon or even the the books of like Qui-Gon and stuff, but finding out Qui-Gon was born on Coruscant, so that one tree was the only mm-hmm. other non-manufactured thing he's ever seen in his life, you know, growing up before, mm-hmm. you know, exploring and stuff, but... Yeah, that that it cut deep, and it kind of shows why Yaddle also wasn't at the funeral, where a lot of the masters were. So, but right, yeah, yeah, very, uh, very touching scene, very goes, moving scene. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things being said in that, in that, and uh, man, I can't forget, I can't believe I forgot about that part. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's when he goes off and Yaddle falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was some time that passed, uh, not a bunch, but uh, between his conversation about the mall and then uh, Qui-Gon being killed. So, And uh, he goes straight away to some weird rundown part of Coruscant. The hiding spot. Yep. <laughs> Same as Attack of the Clones. Almost yep. shot for shot, too. Mm-hmm. The way, yeah. Apparently, none of these uh, ships in Star Wars have like radar track, tracking. <laughs> right. If you look, Empire Strikes Back, the Falcons find a way with with the slave one right behind it. Yeah, like <laughs> no rearview mirror, nothing. Yep. Like, shouldn't there be something beeping somewhere, yeah, like, like a proximity s- alert or something? Yeah, something you would think. Yeah, no. But again, Coruscant at sunset. Yeah. The animation on that. I mean. Uh, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. Um. But yeah, we get to see uh, how Dooku has already... He is able to go and talk to Sidious whenever, whenever apparently, because he calls him to go talk to him. He goes over there. He's talking to him face-to-face now. They've, he tells him, you know, I've did, you allowed Maul to kill Qui-Gon, and he's like, well... The emperor is like, well, we both lost apprentices. Yeah, yeah. Very, very quickly tosses it aside. Yeah. You lost an apprentice. I lost an apprentice. And he's like, yeah, because it doesn't on. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the manipulation that happens, and of course, you know, all the you have to you have to watch. You ha- just have to watch it. Um, the expressions mm-hmm. on the emperor's face. They did Sidious so good mm-hmm. in yep. the animation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was spook a hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. And then of course Seattle jumps in and confronts them and the fight is on and we see, uh, and I love her dialogue before the fights on, you know, whatever crimes you've committed, you can make up for them now by helping me, me bring him to justice. Like that was great dialogue by Filoni. Well, it's always great dialogue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't never, never waste, doubt. Doesn't waste any time. Like even if you think it's a throwaway, it's not. It's it's means something. It's tied into something. Um, but yeah, she she tries to talk him down, like all Jedi do at the beginning, until they're forced into it, and then yeah, you know, starships are thrown aside, doors are slammed, yeah, lightsabers are clashed. It's uh, and you know the emperor's just standing back there, just watching it all play out. Yeah, because he was egging him on as she would. You know, they're both mm-hmm. kind of tugging at his, mm-hmm. you know, tug of war. Yeah, you know, but he had his claws in for a very long time yeah. already. You know okay. exactly how to say it, what to say, and how to say it to, mm-hmm. to keep him focused on the dark path. Yeah. So, when which is to me, it's always funny how they just fully accept it when they're finally there. Mm-hmm. 
like he did. Like we we see that that final switch yep. with with, with, uh, like with Anakin. Doku. Yeah. It was like a Anakin huge, did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a huge turn too. From he was almost. It was kind of like Kylo Ren killing Han Solo. It was almost like a reluctant to kill her when he closes the door on her. But after she comes out alive again, that was full Sith mm-hmm. Lord. Like I'm that was. That was very, very intentional, evil, Sith Lordy of mm-hmm. him. And again, that that was my favorite musical moment where Kiner just kills it with a force theme and mm-hmm. you see how powerful Yaddle is and you know, even though you know Doku, Doku likes to fight little two foot tall frog people. Yeah. You know. Now you know that's why he was so good against Yoda. He's had a little experience. <laughs> yeah. A little experience. A little uh, uh, uh. Um, yeah, that scene though, then just the brutality of the end. Yeah, yeah. The final stroke was definitely, you know, at first I thought they were not going to show that, um, and then to show that she gets out of the door trap and uh, but falls down exhausted at that point too, and he just and another mirroring, another mirroring, a mirroring scene. Uh, Sidious knew Palpatine knew he had him after the beheading. He knew he had Anakin mm-hmm. after the beheading of Doku, yeah. so that was like the 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 spot for both his uh, former apprentices. Yep, or apprentices. Yep. Yeah, I caught that too. I'm like, oh man, the the yeah, the ties are are all over the place too. It's great. But you know, the one thing that that I popped into my head in in that scene when when Yaddle confronts him, and I kind of went, um, and then you know, as it plays out, and she, you know, Doku kills her and i sat there and i thought doesn't this kind of play into like dooku like wouldn't this reaffirm his whole thing about the the council and everything being conceded in the jedi order because a sith lord and his apprentice and then oh i can take both of them on huh like are are you are you sure and so that's why i i just found that interesting to me and i kind of went like doesn't that kind of prove it to them like we're both very formidable and then you have the hubris to think you can take both of us on. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I, I don't know if that even played into it, but it's just something that came to my head, like, that plays into it. And then him kind of killing her is kind of like, well, you know, you thought you were, you, you know, you, you can take me on. Here, you're wrong, and you're dead now. So, I don't know. It's just something that popped in my head when I see her stand there. I'm like, you well, got how many more Jedi Master you can call? Like, come on down. Like, let's take care yeah. of this. But no, I'm going to take care of it. And I, I don't know. It's just something that made me, made me think. Mm-hmm. Or even again the air against Obi Wan when uh, Palpatine, uh, Lord Palpatine, or you know uh, Sith lords are our speciality. It's like yeah. you, you only fought one, and he was just not paying attention. So air against. Yeah. Well, I think it had more to do with the fact that she was trying to talk him down and not let him go off with the Sith Lord, because then for sure it would be he would be lost. You know, she didn't know how, how far in the hooks were. Um, I think, to me, it was more of a desperate attempt to keep him from falling to the dark side and uh, try and offer some type of, of connection as in, you know, us together can com- accomplish something, not me by myself going to be... Because she didn't, like, jump out there with the lightsaber on, like, ready to fight. She tried talking to him, like, don't do this. You know, you can this can be fixed. Don't go to the dark side, you know, come back with me. We can fix this. We can stop, stop the dark side together and we can fix things. And so I don't, I don't think it was it. I mean, maybe they took it 
they could have taken it as a hubris thing, but for sure that's not what she was, what Yaddle was trying to do at all. Yeah, well, we're well, not going too far down that tangent because we can go and talk about it for a while. But, uh, but no, I think that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, did that solidify for for Dooku? Like, you know, that's why. Basically, what I was trying to get at what you said. So that's what it made me think of. Like, well, that can nail that in. Like, you think you can come and talk me down, and I can't. Which you go back into Luke trying to talk Darth down. There, it happens a lot in, mm-hmm. the, in Star Wars. So. All right. Anyway, so this is um, why they're so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. We we can debate a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. about it. Um, but in the end, uh, you know, we know how it plays out with Dooku. He becomes the new apprentice, and uh, Yaddle is gone. We hence we never see her again in any of the uh, prequel movies. And um, that's the end of that episode, right? I don't think there was anything else that happened in there. No, that was pretty much it. Very dark, very, the darkest episode of the uh, entire series. So, and then episode five, which <laughs> we were just having a conversation with some people about this. Practice makes perfect. That's a <laughs> that's a terrible saying. Horrible. You, it's horrible. <laughs> the the whole idea of practice makes perfect has been uh, challenged a lot by people. These days, it's not it's not practice makes perfect is doing something perfectly over and over again is what makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Not practicing something incorrectly. Yeah, anyway, you do it wrong, whatever. it's still wrong. Yeah, but anywho, uh, we do get to see uh, Ahsoka comes back around. Uh, Anakin's running around the corner because he's late as usual, and Ahsoka's uh, being tested. And is that the last one? Nope. Last one's resolve. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, we see that she is got a bunch of those uh, training droids that are floating around. She even gets some new ones that are are supposed to uh, mimic the uh, battle droids because they got dual blasters. And she's just blocking them all, just like a like a boss, just she, taking them all out. She just straight up embarrassed the other Padawans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people are there concerned, like, why is she so good? Right, right. The, one of the little ones is just standing up like, I can't believe she just did that. Wow. Yeah, that, that whole scene was was very fun to see. And uh, just to see, it reminds you just how good she was mm-hmm. or is, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, then we see how Anakin isn't all that impressed. <laughs> about yeah. it. Yeah. he's like you're just you're beating troids so what that's you know whatever yeah, you want to that you know you want a real test i'll set you up with a real test <laughs> and well, well just real quick i like how he made it like this is why because she got mad at him he's like no this is why this is why we're gonna do I'm, i want to do this to you like it, it was uh, it was another great learning moment between the both of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he sets up the 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 boys we get to see rex again back mm-hmm. in the what do you look like in the good old days? And, uh, you know, the rest of the squad and they proceed to stun the crap out of Ahsoka for a, a, a whole day. I don't know oh, how man, long. Did. I don't know how long were you at an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was pretty funny. Like it was, it was a nice change of pace, pretty lighthearted, uh, situation after watching that last episode. Um, you know, and getting reacquainted with, with the entire crew again that we 
we grew to love so much in uh, Clone Wars. So we're not here to talk about Andor, but after seeing live action clone troopers, anytime I see them, they terrify the <laughs> crap out of me. <laughs> so all I can think of is, is Ahsoka standing in the middle and then all these just evil looking clones who are just like, you know, someone says the word and they kill you and they're just stunning her, stunning her, stunning her. And then you get, I don't forget who it was, but he's like, sorry. And you just hear this like oh, comical yeah. voice come out of this murder machine. And I'm just like, I can't <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we get to see the, the montage, the training montage. Oh yeah. yeah. Training montage. Hey, Bucca. We haven't had a montage in a while. Do we get a montage song, Chad? We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. No. No. Okay. <laughs> he was like, I didn't think of that. I got I to gotta watch that South Park episode again. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, uh, as she progresses, you know, as she does and gets better, of course, and learns how to do all that stuff. So watching, watching that happen, um, them training, and it, and it was something that they didn't do just then. Apparently, it became part of their routine, mm-hmm. you know, and we see them on a ship eventually because when it first starts... Um, the first session at some warehouse out on Coruscant somewhere where they're doing, cause it's clearly not a sanctioned test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't do it in the Jedi temple. Um, so they're off somewhere doing that. And, and that's where the initially happens. And you know, she gets better. She blocks more. She starts and he's like, you're learning this because droids can be predictable. Predi- yeah. They do the same thing over with, with people. It's a different. So you have to learn to, feel this you know use reach out with the force sense what they're about to do that kind of stuff so and we actually in the middle of the montage we see her transition into dual lightsabers mm-hmm. yep which mm-hmm. is huge i mean i remember when it showed up in the in the season you know she actually pulled out both of them and we're like oh my gosh she's got two lightsabers mm-hmm. that's so cool and, yeah right and right seeing right. that it was because of the clone the training that that's why she brought them out yep and I, I don't know. I just super geeked out on that whole. Oh yeah, I geeked mm-hmm. out on this episode just hearing us, uh, Ashley and Matt Lanner again together yeah. again, and yep. D. Bradley Baker. Yep. Like, yep, yep. The old crew is back in town. Yeah, just like you said, doing but. their stuff. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Great to see it. And you know, we had some quick, excuse me, quick uh, time jumps that happened in this too, a little mm-hmm. bit, or actually a lot, a lot. Um, because Anakin's hair grew too. Yep, yep. It grew to, to help you see that there was there was. Uh, time passing and then uh also it goes into at one point where she's actually training on a ship now mm-hmm. you know it's not in that warehouse it's on the you know she has the the dual lightsaber she's clearly older um she's still training with with them and you know rex is like oh you got up to five minutes that time you know and yeah. he's like and she's like well let's go again and so um you see that and then the very end of this episode mm. which to me it, it you know at it <laughs> yeah yeah. I didn't talk about get it at first. Like, at your heart at first, man. I was like, "What is going on?" Because I had forgotten. And yeah. then, and then after a second, I was like, "Oh, that's right." I don't know if I did, but I definitely wanted to text the entire group and just be like, "You can't end an episode like that." <laughs> I know, right? No, you didn't. But oh my god, yeah. So if you guys remember the final. Um, season of clone wars mm-hmm. uh, where ahsoka has to fight all the clones order 66 happened all that stuff and i it it all came back in a flash i remembered how amazing she was when she was fighting and blocking and doing all that stuff and i was like holy crap she got good this episode was <laughs> showed you that it wasn't just out of the blue this had been years in the making of her 
training, training, training. Because right before that final scene, Rex looks at her. They're at they're standing at this door. It's clearly they're both older. Rex has got a scar on his head. He's, you know, and it's fresh now that, you know, it's a fresh scar on his head. He looks at her and he goes, Oh, I guess this, this is where we see if all that training pays off. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? Oh. They yeah. open the door and then you see all the, you know, all the clone troopers are out there. And I'm like, okay, so what's the big, she's going to train against all of them. And then I was like, oh no, this isn't training. No. Mm-hmm. This was the final, ep- oh crap. And then that's when it struck. And then the episode ends. Yep. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Can't, can't. You can't end an episode like yeah. that. <laughs> no. And, and, and one of the, re- so much so many good things why Ahsoka is such a great character and the care that that they take in developing her and this is why she is probably going to be one of the best characters one of the best Jedi's ever because of how much care they've taken to develop her from snips all the way to now and then what we're going to get coming I'm starting to get the goosebumps Mm -hmm. thinking about it and those it's moments like that you see how she did that. You see how she grew. You see the the battle she had leaving the Jedi, all Jedi Order, all of that. And all these moments just hit so hard. That's why I always tell people, man, go enjoy these characters in any media because they are amazing. She's one of the best. Yeah. And now, even before Stimps, baby. <laughs> yeah. And we got From all the way back. Yeah. All the way back to the beginning, beginning and mm-hmm. understanding her moral code. How, oh man, so yeah. good. So yeah. freaking good. That's why I'm good. saying this was just adding to the Ahsoka. <gasps> mythology yeah oh know. my god um so yeah that's how that episode ends um and if you want to travel back down that path of how much that makes any star wars fan want to cry go back to a season my heart can ep- handle it right now final oh episode of season seven of clone wars yeah yikes man yeah rough um so uh moving on to the final uh, episode of this amazing series that Dave Filoni created, uh, Resolve. And uh, it opens with so good more hard strings, uh, Padme's funeral on Naboo. Mm-hmm. And we see a very pregnant Padme. So they clearly went out of their way to make sure that she still looked like she had died with the, with the babies, that she, that she didn't deliver them that she was still that there were no offspring Mm -hmm. at all so the funeral for padme is in full procession and you see um and now the name his name just bail organa thank you you see bail out there and then across directly from him apparently is ahsoka also there and he spots her she sees him she leaves he follows and, uh, you know, their conversation about how he shouldn't be there. And she's like, she was my friend too. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He tries to, uh, recruit her, like give her something and and some clone troopers show up just at that moment. And he says some stuff to the clone troopers, which was clearly meant for her. Oh yeah. And so they're just confused. They're like, why is he talking? I'll be here if you him? need me. They look at each other like, like well, huh? okay. yeah. yeah, crazy Senator. Yeah. yeah. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, but message there. She has a communication device. And then uh, it goes into what I imagine was part of uh, the Ahsoka book. Like, I didn't read a whole lot of it. I meant to read more. I only read bits and pieces. Yeah, I listened to it, but it's been so long that I, I can't remember. But it's, it, I, I feel like I do remember she was on, in a village working pretty much like at a farm or something, a certain part mm-hmm. of it. And mm-hmm. But we see her fly away with Rex uh, before that. 
Right, and, right, and, yeah, 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 yeah. No, she left. She left with Rex. Yeah, yeah from from uh, Naboo. But yeah, this yeah. but this ties in, I think, more with the book. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Hmm. Um, so she's yeah, she's trying to just have a normal life. Doesn't want nothing to do with any of the conflict anywhere. Just trying to lay low and do nothing. But uh, of course, she ends up saving somebody because it's just can't. Just like all Jedi, they can't help themselves. We heard something about that in Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, and, of course, the girl that she saves noticed that it was her, the brother. Oh, my God. The story The story just unfolds very quickly. And before we know it, we get a, an Inquisitor we hadn't seen before. It's a mm-hmm. new Inquisitor, right? Like, I haven't seen seen this guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vulture face. Right? I don't know what he is. Cool, cool looking is he even, guy. Is he even credited with the name? Uh, nope, Inquisitor. But mm. um, you know who voiced him? Clancy, Dave Filoni, Clancy Brown. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, now I didn't know that until now. I read that. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I hear it. Okay. Yep. Cool. And if you, again, if you don't know who that is, uh, he voiced Savage Opress and the ex mayor from Lethal mm-hmm. that joined in with Rebels. The, yeah, yeah. With I forget his name yeah. right now. But and he was in uh, the Mandalorian as uh, uh, Bork Berg Berg. Berg. And Mr. Krabs. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. So she saves uh, the girl, the brother, who is very Mm pro-Empire, also seems to notice that uh, Ahsoka is some kind of force user. Yeah, when they're leaving, may the force be with you. I'm like, oh, no. Thinks he's being cute. I was like, he's being Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, they go to the market. They b- come back, and the village is in flames. People are dead. Very. That was very Japanese anime of De Filoni. Yep. The imagery of the village you burning. Think? Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. Very much. He should do that more. I agree. I agree. Burn more villages? You want him to burn more villages? Come burn on. more villages. Yeah. <laughs> no take from anime or samurai movies yeah. and Japanese no. films. Yeah, well, um, so Soka comes back. Uh, Mr. Inquisitor thinks he's got himself an easy Jedi kill. And boy, was he wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> Watching her uh, come to the, the kid's rescue. The boy and the, the father are the only one that seemed to be left alive. Um, and he's about to get put to the lightsaber when Ahsoka steps in. Uh, lets him know that she is the Jedi and uh, he thinks he's going to take her out and she just very quickly very Very. masterfully (laughs) takes his blade chops him in half with it and uh, like oh yes we're going to get a great fight it's over yep it's over reminiscent of Obi-Wan and and Maul I knew that was going to happen I knew it was going to be no drawn out thing it was going to be over a true master even though she's not technically a master but going back to seeing as a baby how strong she is oh yeah and Practice makes perfect, and everything, everything in between. Gone through. Yeah. yeah, no contest at all. Yep, takes him out, and uh, she still has the communicator. The communicator. Now, the thing that was making me laugh was like, I hope Bale's not taking them to Alderaan because oh. they're, dead. <laughs> they're dead either way. Oh. <laughs> Ahsoka oh. saved them, but man, those poor guys are going to die either way. <laughs> 
that was rough. I didn't even think about that. You did it? That's oh man, first so thing dark that came right to there. Mind, sorry. We'll go super That's, dark real quick. I couldn't. You're I all couldn't dead anyway. It. I'm like, That's yeah, no, bad. they're dead. If he's taking, I said it out loud to myself. I go, I hope he's not taking them to oh, Alderaan because they're going to be dead either way. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just, eh, I mean, it, am I wrong? No, 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 you're not wrong. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, he goes, uh, you know, and then, then we see how she gets recruited. Basically, it was Bail Organa. Big surprise, mm-hmm. right? Um, ask her if she's ready to join the fight. Which, you've that it, that's in the book. It's in Rebels where... You know, he puts him in contact with Fulcrum and, mm-hmm. but just like seeing, mm-hmm. seeing the little behind the scenes stuff throughout this, I mean, it's stuff we didn't know we needed, but ate it up. Loved it. Yep. Well, we saw the birth of Fulcrum right there mm-hmm. and, right. and, and, uh, well, and, no, Fulcrum's been around for a while. Well, no, we, no, but her, she her being, over. yeah, her being bringing Fulcrum and, um, all right. I, so anyway, the entire series was amazing. It was very well done, very well written. We basically see the fall of Dooku and the rise of Ahsoka. Um, we know how Dooku dies. Uh, we're going to get to see more of Ahsoka, so I'm super excited about that. Added this new stuff that's added into her lore and uh, some definitive answers to the stuff that happened in the prequels was amazing to see. Um, and yeah, stuff that didn't know we wanted, like. I didn't feel like I needed to see certain things when we knew about them already in Star Wars history when the solo movie being the primary one of them is like, Mm -hmm. we know how this stuff happened. We've heard the story so many times. We really need to see it. Mm. I still kind of mm, on solo. Some people really like (laughs) it. Uh, But with Ahsoka for some reason and uh, seeing some of those details that that played out with Dooku, very satisfying, very happy that it, that, they did create that, that it's there for us to watch, and it's now part of the, the Star Wars universe. Um, very, very happy with this. So. Are they supposed to be doing more? It has not been said yet. It wouldn't surprise me if they did, or even if this were to lead to a, uh, even like a Doku, Qui-Gon type show, or just more Tales of the Jedi, I, I, whatever I'm for, yep. so, but hasn't been really revealed yet. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just hope Dave Filoni gets to keep helming some more Star Wars stuff. Yep. Agreed. That's, that's what I want. Yep. So, All right. So uh, we totally endorse the, <laughs> this series. Oh, yeah. Everyone should watch this. Yep. For sure. Um, great stories. And uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to say watch it. about this? No. Yeah. I mean... We'll, we'll we'll get back to Andor next week, probably with episode seven and nine. No, seven, eight, nine. Six, seven, seven, six, seven, seven, eight. Seven, six, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Then whatever's left of that. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, anyway, I know, kind of uh, keeping a little short. Yeah. With with, but it was a lot of short stories. Well, so. and there there's there's a little bit of news, but we're we're on a time crunch, so we'll get to that later. Because it, it could be a big discussion. So. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yep. We I'll just tease go. it with a Lucasfilm shakeup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Okay. Next week on The Mando Show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, Tales of Jedi as much as we did. Uh, any questions or comments or anything like that, hit us up on our socials. Um, which which is the, the Instagram? Instagram is Mando Show Podcast, and then on Twitter at Mando Show Pod. Okay, all right, guys. Uh, 
from this covert of four. We want you to have a great rest of your week and uh, also remind you that this is the way. This, this is, is the way. way.